What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Quest Podcast. This is the show where we go through hip-hop albums and discuss them track by track, giving a little review albums such as the Dungeon Family's Even in Darkness Project. I know lately we've been doing new projects and old projects, too, kind of mixed in. We used to have a separation but now it's just all one show for simplicity. So if it's a review, is this, and we're looking for classics, and we're looking to see a Dungeon Families, even in darkness, is classics. You know, because otherwise, you know, new, old, etc. I digress. Um, as we move uh, through this, we'll talk about each song. My name's Holden Stefan Roy. That was a sloppy intro. I know Dungeon Family fans. It is what it is. I was out last night. This is slightly hung over me. My name's Holden Stefan Roy. My I am your lady. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, sir. I'm Chris Crow. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. Right. And we're all here to talk about Dungeon Families Even in Darkness Project. I promise it's either going to get way better or way worse for you, depending on your <laughs> personal taste. That's just the vibe of today. Um, on that note, we are live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash behind that suit. If you want to come join the fun Sundays around noon p- Eastern Standard Time, we in Montreal. Um, so we wanted to start off all of our reviews letting you, the Dungeon Family fans, I usually replace that with whatever artist it is, fans, to uh, you know talk about why we're talking about the project in the first place so you have a bit of familiarity. Why are we talking about it? And uh, so I figured we would start with Chris and Bonnie. You know, their little familiarity with the Dungeon Family coming into it and their expectations a little bit. Are they, you know... They're their pre-listening vibes. So, Chris, let us know what you thought. Um, so you hit me up. You're like, we're doing this for Sunday. Make yep. a thumbnail. So I was like, all right, this is what Bet. we're doing. Um, I know the name Dungeon Family. I know certain artists are from it, like Outcast. Uh, I know Future's part of it. Uh, I remember Killer Mike mentioned it on somewhere before. Uh, but a lot of like the whole group, I don't know. Um this is why we have to talk about this project, y'all. Do you see what just happened here? Anyway, let's keep going. When uh, I did my first kind of listen through, and I'm only bringing this up now because there's like a lot of real-time relevancy in this project. It will get- um, we've had like like certain convos just off cam with me and Bonnie, me and you. Like some of those topics also came out as well. So I felt like part of me kind of felt like you per se were trying to like educate me on some shit with just some recent combos we've been having because there's a lot of that laced into this project i have Maybe no I'm idea what the f you're talking about at this moment but i guess we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> like what did anyway. you just anyway i'm sure anyway. this will make sense what conversations have we been having <laughs> i'm so know. confused <laughs> bonnie how do you feel about the dungeon family coming into it um it's fine. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't really, I, I didn't really know anything about them. Um, I mean, when I looked at like who was involved with it, I was like, whoa, this is going to be pretty dope. And uh, that was, that was, that was it. Mm. So I was walking down the street or on the cycle or something the other day. And all of a sudden I heard uh, CeeLo Green be like, money camp. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the crooked booty. And I was just vibing. I listened to it like three times in a row. Bonnie got mad at me because I started busting into dancing, fully clothed and sweating in inappropriate attire and ish. I was he just was feeling... wearing like a toque, a sweater, like he had his socks on. But bro, like, it came on and, and like, the doctor diagnosed me and he like... said, now here's the cure. Here's the deal. <laughs> You're coming down with a brand new case of 
oh my gosh this sounds too good and then also trans df express been another one i've been listening to for i like i love the outcast sound and the overall dungeon family and about 12 years ago somebody put me on the dungeon family because he was trying to get me to listen to like more funk kind of driven stuff and kind of expand my horizons and um I did listen to the project back then, but I wasn't ready for the whole project back then. But in the beginning parts of it, I mean, I just listened to Crooked Booty and Trans DF Express for over a decade. And I think they're two of the most... I mean, so I heard it and I'm like, yo, outcasting them, eh? And I'm like, let's do it. And I'm real excited for this review personally because unlike these two, I'm sitting here going, why don't we talk about the Dungeon family significance on Atlanta? Like, it's pretty much like there is no all the stuff that came after it without them doing like a whole decade of shit and shit. So it's like, we got to give some love to the whole Dungeon family era because they are hugely impactful in hip hop and not brought up in any of the conversations I see locally, which I find very bizarre. Plus, they're straight golden era. You know, they count. And they're one of the, I think they're some of the biggest influences to my weirdo shit. Um, on that note, uh, what do y'all think about the title and the cover? Um, so this came out on November 21st, 2001. So not really long after 9-11. Um, and so like on the cover, like, I mean, this is how I took it. I feel like it's probably wrong, but like, this is how I took it, um, that we have like all of like the members of like this, like collective, um, and like how they seem to be on the cover and like, you know, their pictures are like in like a circle, but it does feel like some of them, like a couple of them, like feel like they, they didn't know it, that they were supposed to be dressing up as superheroes or something, or like, nobody told them and so like some of them seem to be like more dressed up than others man's is in a night outfit right over here like it's it's a very weird eclectic mix of pictures that are like kind of compiled together um but anyways like i just feel like some people didn't quite get the memo that they were supposed to dress up and others did um and like also that could be like like those who are dressed up could be are trying to be like superheroes of some sort. And for me, like I took like, like took this like it was like, you know, after 9-11, like they're here to like save the world and bring people back and kind of like Team America type situation. Um, and like people like, you know, working together, you know, to create some greatness kind of like what their collective is and does so it gets kind of cheesy um like the picture and everything and like what they're trying to do but it's also like kind of all right like because of i mean i just took away from like of the of the times um and like also like the title even in darkness so like that kind of made me think it was like a reference to like the dark time that they were in like in history um you know, because like I said, you know, it was like two months after 9-11. So it was like hard for like America. Um, and like, even though like times are dark, they can come together and bring the light um, and bring like some fun in, into like the misery, I suppose. Like that's kind of what I took away from it. I don't know if any of that's accurate, but that's what I took away from it. Mm. Yo, Lindell just said, and we got to interrupt Chris. After Holden started saying knowledge nugget, I hear the phrase everywhere now. That happened to me with Bridge the Gap. Uh, Chris, how do you feel? <clears throat> So with the album cover, I think it suits proper their their name, Dungeon Family. I actually think everybody kind of plays a specific role, like has a specific uh, role in um, 
like just the album cover and who they are as like the artists and stuff like that uh i mean they all look like renaissance medieval people in some sort of way i played skyrim so literally all of these characters like are in skyrim for me um whether it looks like a like a futuristic wizard or a witch doctor or a knight or whatever whatever witch doctors in skyrim chris i mean there's may not be one but there's somebody who looks like one so point still there uh, but like it, it really for me does suit their name and really kind of shows their different type of just I guess capabilities. Uh, that even in darkness, I feel like there's hope with that. Like even when there is dark times, we're gonna come and like Bonnie said, show you the light, uh, bring you back to this like really energetic type of high, happier place, I guess. Um, or it could also just be like even in darkness, we're still gonna rap and be here and still do what we gotta do. Mm. I agree. Yeah. I feel like there's not much more I can say on the title. Y'all basically hit it. Um, but I feel like it's also, they're coming from this darker vibe of life. Like, if you listen to what they put out in the 90s, there's so much pain and, and like, capturing of this essence of reality in their music that I find really cool. Um, and then it's almost like, I feel like, in a sense, this album's a bit of a response to all of the darkness, but it's like, yo, we can still kind of have fun, you know? And that album cover... It reminds me of every showcase flyer where they stick a picture of every artist on it. And it just is yeah. so overwhelming to look at. And Andre looks like a wizard. And then Big Boy got an axe. And then usually I don't look at the rest of the picture. Like, I couldn't even I think, tell who, I, like, some of them were. And I, like, tried really hard to, like, identify some of them. And I was like, I don't know who these people see are. those at the top with the cape and the glasses. Yeah, yeah. But like, Andre 3000 looks like a futuristic wizard. I just yes. said that. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying say is that they're all up there doing it. I love the personality, though. That's the thing. It's like, I wish people were brave enough to be cool like that right now because people be wilding so hard and trying to be serious like even at this show like i'd be fucking mashing up dancing like i don't give two shits you go laugh at me whatever it's cool but like they have that kind of energy and i find it really dope like it's unapologetic they are who they are kind of like the the super best friends like kind of like that um but yeah basically uh i don't have a lot more to say on this one so i guess we can get into the whole um project on that note, let's talk about the intro. Presenting Dungeon Family. How do y'all think about that intro? Are you all excited like I'm excited? I like it. Yeah. Um, bringing me to a live show in a project is kind of how I felt with this. Uh, having the guy banging on the door, getting them ready, telling them they only got six minutes to get to the show, or at least get to prepare for the show it it really did like give me this kind of live live show you know atmosphere that we're going to be getting um i like how they just start right away just comes in and just starts like bopping and and just kind of giving you that full-on energy and that was super cool uh i felt like it did a really good presentation of what we're gonna get how this is the first generation of the dungeon family and we're kind of just showing you all what we can do and just kind of well not like everybody's here but like get ready for this and i'm and i can promise you as backbone is kind of like letting you know like i can promise you this is going to be a really good essentially like a a good show is how i took it um names the various groups the various sets of people in the thing 
thought it was a nice little start to get you ready for the project. I landed it with a four on five. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is just kind of what it is. It, it's, uh, you know, so this one, I'm going to mention it every, every time, like who is featured on uh, each song, just because mm, like there are helpful. so many um, features. So this one features uh, Backbone and Killer Mike. Um, and the crowd is like super excited. And like, you can hear like people like, you know, chanting and like clapping and like, you know, audience sounds um and like waiting for them to like come on stage and they're about to start the show and like you know killer mike is presenting the dungeon family and like these different generations and you know so there's like different parts of it sort of um and the beat made me think it just reminded me of like a ludicrous song like it gave me like that those kind of vibes which is you know fair because it's like oh he was also you know very popular around you know early 2000s um and it's like a pretty good intro to like the album. Um, would I put it on all the time on its own? No, but like as like a whole, uh, like as like part of like, you know, an album as a whole and like as like an intro and doing what it does, it does a good job. Um, and Killer Mike is always like ent entertaining to like listen to. So, you know, he's cool. I think it's cool. I give this a 4.35 on five. Yeah, I was just thinking like, Imagine you're just on shuffle, you're vibing, and then this comes on with no context, and then this leaves. That would be weird. Yeah. That would be a weird yeah. playlist move. However... And the next song is somebody who's not Dungeon Family. Right. It's like <laughs> Iggy Azalea or something. Um, exactly. But then, like, I'm thinking about it from the perspective of, on the other hand, what if I'm trying to hype myself up? This is a really mm. good, like... Dungeon five or six, man. You know, it's like that warning, and then dun, 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 that beat just kicks in. Honestly, I barely listen to dudes on this track. I was like, yeah, I didn't even notice it was Killer Mike. That's how little I was focusing on the skit part of it, because the beat is so fucking good. It's just like yeah. the whole energy, and then yeah. the way he raps on it with that golly, golly like that way they use their voices i'm not gonna go that deep i don't remember it but the way they stretch it and the way they just play with it almost like it's a theater piece in the way that they deliver theater. it's it's too good it's like amazing stuff i've always really loved this kind of energy a lot in the way that they make it it's not just fast it's like it's like dancing in a sense where I don't really care what he's saying. I'll be honest. I mean, it's, it's not that I don't care that much. Like when you listen to it, it's like, we're here. We're going to take it over. We're going up the game, etc. I didn't get left with this great sense of lyrical prowess, but I was left hyped as fuck for the rest of this project. Right. And all things considered, I think that's what's important. This song got me hyped. Even if I'm never going to rap a single word or care about what they say one time for all of it. I got the gist. We ready to go. It's the introduction. The concert thing's opening. I can picture like smoking shit. The dungeon family entering. That's all I needed, yo. It's a 4.5 on 5. It does an excellent job of taking me from the real world right back into the dungeon family's existence of what's going to be this live show album experience. S super dope. Also, it's followed by like one of my favorite songs. So, what can we say? Makes me want to do the crooked booty. So, what do y'all think okay. about crooked booty? Wild, wild. Um, CeeLo Green, holy fuck! I like how he just like. I like the intro, how they're starting off, kind of feeling the track, trying to get into it or whatnot, and then there's like this moment where CeeLo, to me, is just like, 
yo, fuck it, we got this. And he just runs it, like just runs it. And it was wild. Um, but I like how in his verse, he's like addressing or at least talking to somebody about this idea of like being bigger than you are going beyond and like really chasing dreams and like um, moving forward, but also kind of feeling like you're trapped because the system keeps you trapped, which I thought was a good like setup to what I, I kind of think the song is about. Cause when I go through it, it's like, I get this essence of that, like the crooked booty in a sense is like a certain way of life, not only matching a dance. I did look this up and I did like read whatever genius annotations were there. Um, but like the idea of it having to go through certain experiences and doing certain things so you can survive is actually kind of really cool. Cause um, in verse two with Sleepy, with Sleepy Brown, which by the way, his voice on this track and the slickness and the smoothness of it was just like, super super dope and it's not sleepy brown actually it's cujo who says the verse i just wanted to because uh, i'm all mixed up mm, on i'm pretty sure sleepy dope. brown does very one part and then it flips in a no no sleepy brown does a, sleepy brown does a verse uh. yes i'm not i'm not saying that i'm i'm saying <clears throat> i thought sleepy brown was the guy that i was going to talk about but it's, mm. it's not it's cujo uh but i do love sleepy brown's flow his voice and the way he's just kind of like just really relaxed with how he goes with it but also hits all the notes it's super crazy Cujo's voice reminds me of like MJG 8-Ball I don't know which one but like that deeper that deeper sounding voice and I just sometimes throughout the project I was like this isn't who I think it is but this is dope uh but yeah, Cujo, Cujo's great at one point is like um kind of saying like it's like trying to stop the IRS from taking your checks it's trying to soak up soak your cheese and took all the rap so for me i was like this kind of crooked booty way of way of life type of thing is just a way you got to be given that there's certain things happening and i guess around them um like trying to tell your daughter you can't chase the cake like why why would you not tell your daughter to do that like these are just things you have to do and i feel like they're using that to emphasize like we have to kind of live this way because we have no other way to do it. Um, yeah. I, guess. I also kind of <laughs> feel like that because Andre goes in the bridge. I ain't got no paper. I can't wipe my ass. So I'm like, okay, so you come from a poor place. You don't have that, but you do know how to stretch a dollar to make sure it lasts and that you can actually still kind of get by and survive, which potentially could be dealing with whatever other situations. Uh, but that's kind of what I got from there. And I thought it was really, really cool. The beat slaps super fucking hard. The like everybody flows really nice on this. It's super ear catchy. I gave this one wherever the fuck I put it. I gave this one a four and I ended up with a four point three on five. That's an unacceptable grade. How do you feel, Bonnie? <laughs> so this one features CeeLo, Andre three thousand, Sleepy Brown, and Cujo. Um they're all super dope um and like like CeeLo was just like on like a different level um on his verse like it was like so great like his timing is like so cool um and like what he's talking about is is like you know interesting and like you know obviously like uh you know talking about like issues and things like that that are going on like where he's from and like what he's gone through and whatever um and Andre great great job everybody i mean everybody does a really fantastic job on this one um 
it's just like a really fun song. It's got such good energy. Um, the beat is like phenomenal. Um, like, come on, everybody do the crooked booty. Like, I don't really necessarily know what the crooked booty is, but like, it's obviously, mm. I think it's like some like throwback uh, to like a different style of dance or something. Um, but I don't know what it is, but I feel like my booty is definitely crooked now. Um, I, I liked the, the do, 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 like, like in it. Cause it made me think of like the do, 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 do that Chris always does. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Um, I think it's probably like my like favorite song on this album. Um, so I gave this a 4.6 on five. That's a better grade, but still pretty not good, but all right, we'll move mm-hmm. on from that. This song's brilliant, right? Like now I don't know if I'm right, but I guess I've thought about it a little bit here and you've got this sonic landscape of joy and boogie in a sense like hope and it's like really powerfully optimistic and um just kind of driving forward like this is one of those songs that you would like in effect put on when you got to go grind or go move or get yourself energized because it just it just in fucking fuses you with energy so you had the last track it's like come on dungeon family start the show and it's like simultaneous to this super energetic vibe they saying some really dark shit (laughs) you know like they are in a very poor environment um there's a lot of corruption and shit going on so i feel like the crooked booties like you know you got to be constantly on the move because life is not necessarily proper but you have to just kind of get the best out of the music and, and just dance when you have the moments in a sense and just lose yourself to what you do have this feeling this emotion that um comes via a great vibe that gets created on this positive energy tip and then after CeeLo kind of contextualizes i believe what like the energy they're trying to give off is it just kind of flows into the culture of where they're at like we don't speak proper english when we walk we strut our stuff do you know how fucking terrible the north is to how the south speaks english like almost all of the mumble rap is because we make fun of southern drawls that's a fact if you really look into it you might not believe me but half the shit you call mumbling is just the way southern people speak and it's kind of like low-key like northerners be a little bit on their asses a bit thinking we know some shit because new york sounded away um so it's like we don't speak proper english when we walk we strut our stuff like keep in mind like they just came off of what this huge run of pushing the south and the culture of where they're at and shit and that that line just stuck with me so long like the way people act like grammatically correct english is the only diction that is acceptable is fucking wildly weird like i easily speak three versions of english and if you only speak proper english you're a cornball in my eyes like that's the lamest english there actually is and it's like okay cool you can speak correctly or you can load your shit with jargon that's not cool that's just like regular but the fact that you can like create an entire style out of english and speak and communicate and be clear and oh that's wild shit and it's really cool just the, everything about it so like you know they act like life is gravy even though it's so so rough like that's so relevant to now that's basically what everyone's doing these days you know you know we act like life's gravy but it's really not um and i feel like even though the circumstances of life may constantly put you there your best diagnosis is to honestly just get up and dance and lose yourself to the energies you can have it there and then I don't know, Sleepy Brown's verse is a little more dance-oriented. Cujo brings it right back to all the stuff in the real life. And then, you know, it just kind of flows into this beautiful landscape of really high energies of what you can do about it. 
how you can, and if you think about it, dancing just boosts your endorphin levels and your confidence because you're going to have more activity and shit in your life. Plus, it ups your cardiovascular shit. So there's like a lot of benefits to dancing in certain environments that could play into a crookeder lifestyle. And then simultaneously, you've got like the commentary on the social realities that they're facing mixed into a banger that makes you want to get up and shake your ass. This is a fucking phenomenal piece of music with like this stellar production with the horns and the everything just blended together to create this style that's even hard to pinpoint what the fuck they're drawing from i mean you you might you might as might be better at that i digress this is an amazing piece of music like transcending time and shit like if people found this in the super duper future i bet they still love it this shit's a five on five absolutely it's a brilliant track anyway i guess we can move on then to uh follow the light what do y'all think of follow the light just to kind of tie it back, because this is actually one of the songs that I was referencing in the intro of the show. Um, I had a conversation about this whole like idea of death with Bonnie recently and like kind of what happens after and like just this whole fear and a bunch of shit. Now, granted, the whole current war probably set that off, but that's whatever. Listening to this track. Oh, it was a talk with Bonnie. Kind of... <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um I mean, you were in the bathroom, door open. I figured you heard. I don't know. You like, you're just a wizard at times. Anyway, the point is, I listened to this song and like, first off, Big Gip basically is like saying what I feel. I want like, I want to be remembered in Infinity, composer and producer of the symphony. I done, I done had struggles in my life. So I know what it is for meant to me and all that stuff. So it's like, I kind of really took away from this song as like, follow the lights follow your dreams do what makes you happy and like create you know your legacy your your who you are leave your memories behind leave your trail your essence behind for other people to enjoy because we only have one life um what like it, it kind of helped me get over it a little bit and just kind of more like embrace the light in a sense um, you know, when they're like, follow the light, it all leads to something. It's maybe like the tunnel, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, in a sense, where it's like, even though we're going through dark times in this world, after post life, it could be completely different. It could be better. That's kind of how I looked at this. And this is like, and even CeeLo Green's verse, it's like, you want your mind blown. Look, we're all alone. And it just stops. And I'm like, that is really cool how you're just like full on saying like, this is the truth this isn't like anything to deny but the moment that he just stops and takes that pause to kind of have you reflect and he's like just follow the light like that positive type of messaging like just be inspired by these good things or whatever it is like it was just really crazy and i really really enjoy it i really love the hook it's super smooth real i, I can't stop singing it it's it, i don't know man this is like I probably put so much more into it of like personal feelings just by the way it was made and the way the beat sucked me in and just the way that like just what they were talking about. Um, I like how big boy is also like, you know, don't commit thyself because someone else did it. And I'm like, yo, that's actually kind of bars because you shouldn't be doing something because someone else mm, is doing it. you facts. should do it because you want to do it like mm -hmm. you love it. You have the passion, the energy, the drive to want to do these things. And that's also like you know, kind of calling out maybe rappers or stuff. Not maybe I'm reaching, but it's like, it has different layers to it, which was really, really dope. And a lot of these, 
songs have like think multiple it's just rappers though like is <clears throat> oftentimes <clears throat> we'll like i'll criticize indie rappers left right and center because they're my peers and they're in my face all the time but like yo it really would be stuff i could apply to like accountants <laughs> or like programmers like is it is it's pretty applicable to most things in life that that whole sentiment but yeah go on yeah fair enough no um I left it with a 4.5 on 5. I've said everything. Um, yeah. I mean, so this one is like a little bit more like chill and mellow, but like still like <laughs> has like good like energy at the same time. Um, and like, you know, this is like the music that will like help you get by. Right. And at the very beginning, like they say, like, this isn't to get necessarily to get you high. This is to like get you by. Um mm. And this one features Sleepy Brown, CeeLo, Big Gip, Big Boy, and Sugar Love. Um, I want to mention that. Um, so for me, like, I feel like the standout ones are, like, are always, like, the same few people. Um, like, I just found, like, CeeLo's was really great. Um, just, like, the way he raps is just, like, really cool. And, like, it is just kind of about, like, how they all have, like, their own struggles. And they all you know, even though these guys are like super like famous and rich and whatever, like they still struggle. And because, you know, of their past and like their history and where they came from and, you know, like what their circumstances were as children and whatever else. Um, and like their community as well. Um, so this one is like pretty decent and just kind of like how, like, you know, you just have to kind of, the unfortunate thing is just, is just getting through life kind of like, you know, it's, it's not, you know, but but in like a positive way, like, you know, don't just like let it pass you by, like do something and, and like, you know, follow your dreams and, you know, follow like your inspiration and like, you know, it will like get you there, you know, kind of. So I don't know. I thought this was, this one was pretty cool. Um, so I gave this one a 4.2 on five. Mm, I get that. I like this beat a lot. As I was sitting there thinking about stuff, I realized organized noise in general maybe makes some of my favorite beats of all time, like just hands down across their catalog. And if I was thinking about it, because this beat is really a gain, sucks mm -hmm. you right in. And it's just got this airy kind of feel to it, this lightness to it, where you could just kind of coast away, like smoke your little spliff and your problems almost, you know, let you, it's almost like it helps you get to like a meditative place so that you can within your soul follow the light maybe it's just because i read eat pray love and shit but like it kind of taps into that kind of energy of like finding out your own purpose and your own reason to be here on this earth so if we think about the last track it's like contextualizing the harsher environments and almost the need to have something like a music to get by and then they reinforce that with a little skit thing between the songs which is really nice like we have to give them all credit like neither of you mentioned it but even the end of this track ends with the skit building up to trans df express and normally i don't like skits that much but i feel like on this project they serve both a practical role in entertainment value of just creating a movie-esque feel to keep it in line it happens on many many songs on this project but it also adds like this flavor into the world of the dungeon family to give you a sense like it mentions bootleg fashions and things like that little snippets of the culture of their environment and where they're at which just adds more lore in a sense so it's not just like like sometimes them dmx skits were not for me 
and I don't understand a fucking thing about it. I feel like these skits were meant to explain to me a little bit more about where they come from while still giving inside jokes to their, to their people. Um, like, I did like the sounds of, like, the, um, like, I guess, like, the train passing by or, like, whatever it was, like, the public transit or something. Um, and then on with the, the, the chorus is just so nice like like it's just catchy it's just so earwormy yeah and arguably it makes you think a lot about choruses and hooks and the reliance on words because so many times people are so focused on saying the right thing but our uh it's not this song but one of my favorite hooks of all time is andre 3000's millennial millennium or whatever uh where it's like uh 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 i can't do it right but he just does that for like the whole hook and it is uh, it is in my top five favorite hooks of the entire history of all music i've ever heard and it's yeah. just like it just to me it's like wow this is so much better than like most choruses with words that are heavy it's just airy and what they do say just hits so heavy follow the lights they lead to something and then if you listen to their verses i feel like you said it kind of taps into their own individual struggles and their own desires and paths forward in a more spiritual sense to trust in like a higher power of some kind to guide you where you need to go and i think it's really interesting how it's not like so religiously i mean big boy does take it in a more like christian direction but otherwise it's you know just kind of like Find the God within yourself and find the light within yourself and find your own path and don't bite styles because, you know, people got to stop doing that. I feel like that was it was thrown in there. But I love Big Boy's flow and Big Gip's flow. Like I know Bonnie Big Dub's uh, um, CeeLo. CeeLo's just voice is a weird treasure. He's like a special thing. He's like a one of a generation. Like, But like Big Boy's rhythms are some of the most interesting yeah. rhythms that you will find again in the fast rap category where he's honestly, I enjoy listening to Big Boy over a Tech 9 any day of the week. Like there's no comparison. Like Big Boy does shit that requires abstract math skills sometimes. Like it's so hard to do Big Boy's flows right. And same thing with CeeLo, like you pointed it out too. And then Big Gibbs just slapping you in the face with some real talk on every line. I just really like this song a lot. So again, it's that juxtaposition of airy music and harsh themes, but this time it like brings in this element of hope and you can use the music to go forward. And arguably, this is conscious hip-hop. This is as conscious hip-hop as I find you can get. You know, this is beautiful shit. It's a 4.75 on 5 for me. It's not quite crooked booty, but it's fucking close. Um, but boy, oh boy, are we in for a treat with the next one with the Trans DF Express. All right, what do y'all think about this song? Absolute fire. Um, the whole thing is a bop. The The beat is just amazing. Like, I, I just, it just goes and just everything about it, the energy, the way that there's just so much happening all at once is super, super cool. Um, I felt like this was more of like a cypher ish type track. Like everybody has their own little pocket that they went to and did their thing on this like express of the dungeon family. And while you're on this ride, you're going to get few things. Uh, Cause like for me, CeeLo's verse, as much as it's really, really hype, it just kind of felt to me like he's like, we're better than y'all. I'm better rapper mm. than you guys. Kind of that vibe. Uh, then you move on to Andre uh, 3000, where he's like kind of dealing with like this woman relationship no, bro, type thing. Bro. He's taking your girlfriend. That's what he's doing cool. here. That's all Andre's doing on this. He's stealing he's a your girlfriend. 
Like, oh, do you I mean, listen fair, to this like, shit? I'm, like, no, I'm. He's addicted to taking I'm, girlfriends. That that could be cool. His verse <laughs> is still talking to a woman, and about that, I'm not. I'm not discrediting what his verse is about. I'm saying like everybody has their own type of like pocket. Cause in big gift, I also feel like he's talking about like the struggle and where he was and where he's at now. And this is like kind of what you get when you deal with him and then backbone. I feel like his verse kind of solidifies the group a little bit. Like he's the guy who comes in with the verse being like, we're the elite MCs and this is what we do. And we're the best. And then big boy ends off the track with just like, proving why they are the best and just showcasing what he can do is kind of how I took this track. I was like a really just every stop, there's something different for you. If that's you're on it, like an express train. Um, the, the, the flows are great. The beats great. Everything about this is a vibe. I replayed this song a bunch of times. Um, I gave it a 4.7 on five. Trans to F wow. express. Bonnie's um, like, I yeah, don't so see the greatness in this song. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's an, it's an enjoyable song and it definitely has very good energy. And I like, I enjoy what they're doing on this one. Um, so this one has CeeLo, Outkast, Big Gip, and uh, Backbone. Um, I like the train noises. I like like the kind of like, uh, like I like all of their like verses. I like what they do. I like the ticket i like that thing i think it's just like a fun song um like it's not really like in my opinion like a groundbreaking song but it's an enjoyable song um and it's just fun so i gave it a 4.4 on five this song is fun but at a level of fun that's kazoo kid fun like fun 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 mm. fun fun like it's that fun nah, nah. That's this song like nah. from the very beginning like, do, 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 do. like the way the dingles come in at the very beginning of that beat just engrossing you like oh what's about to happen and the organized noise just slams that beat in and you get the grab your ticket and now it's like how are you still standing still and at this point on the album you've been boogieing the whole time so you're already on the train right so it's like they already got you on the train and then i think chris's summation is actually pretty quick it's like everybody doing their thing um and i really just love it i love the way it it just flows together. The hook is infectious, okay? Like, this will be stuck in your head. You're going to be like, Trans TF Express for, like, the next fucking weeks. I Or the way that, Ticket! That's a fucking hook. Yeah. That's a hook. Because hooks and choruses are not the same thing. They're often, like, similar, but people misuse the terms. That ticket is one hell of a hook. Like, that is... Phew, grabs you in. You're done. And then just everything about CeeLo's flow is really hard. I tried to wrap it on a story in Instagram the other day. I did not sound anywhere near as cool because, yo, his syllable placement is actually ridiculously hard to emulate. Like Bonnie was saying, his flow's crazy. And his voice is like, it's like a fucking strange instrument. He's just an instrument. Um, I just enjoy it. But one of my favorite lines is, but I wouldn't be amazing without God's amazing grace. That's a cool thing because at the end of it all, with all the braggadocio, there's still a reminder that the humility is super important and that with that humility, mm -hmm. I can travel outer space standing in one place because you can escape the environment. And so in a sense, it's reminding you that this is music to help you kind of transcend the dark times and stuff. Then Andre's fucking your girl. It's just what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. My, I do like the I'm not running into running trains, but I got a thing for it. That was a good line because they're on a train and running trains is a popular activity amongst many people. I've never participated in a running of trains, but 
I guess I just was never invited. Fair enough. But like, that's a popular activity of which Andre's not I into. To, I think you have to buy your ticket. Yo, I have seen ads for it. I'm, I'm not like, there have been ads for that kind of thing that I've come across on the internet. Um, but like, yeah, that's true. Andre be like mad, like romantic. And I really think that it's a, it's a good verse for him. And it really fits well and, and kind of just catches you off guard, but also shows you how Andre can just rap about some shit like seduction and still make it harder than a lot of people's efforts to be hard because of the way he is as a person. I don't have as much passion about going on about the rest of the verses. They just ill. Um, they, they just sound good. I enjoy listening to it. I remember being really excited that Outcast was on this when I first heard it. And then, yo, I just kind of moved into liking this song a lot and listening to it. Um, it's like a 4.75 to me. It's not quite a crooked booty, but it's sure damn well close. Um, and I got to give all love again to the beats from Organized Noise. Like, I can't stress enough how much the production is what carries this shit. As much as the artists are ridiculous, I've heard these artists on other production. And they're ridiculous, but the way that this packaging and sound of cohesive style across these beats with this group of MCs, the way that they put it together in that fucking basement, like you hear this sound that I'm fucking love. And I'm very biased in his favor. So shout out Organized Noise. I think they're the real MVPs of this project. Um, anyway, I gave the grade and all that good stuff. We can move on to the next one. Which reminds us of our friend Willie Scandals. On and on, on and on. on and on. So what do y'all think about this song? So for me, right, this is fire as fuck. They're all flexing. Um, it's just energetic, super hype, just fast rap mixed with slow rap mixed with all sorts of just craziness. It's amazing. Um, I don't really have much to say about any of the lyrics. It just, I got too sucked into the beat and just really like engulfed in like just the, again, the energy of this whole song. Um, but like what this did kind of give to me was like after uh, Trans DF Express, like if this was like a live show, the, the DJ is kind of still like, like everybody kind of got off and then the DJ still kind of kicking it. So they're just like, yo, fuck it. Let's rap. We're rappers. And that's what they just did. They just went on with the beat as they were going, keeping that energy going with the live show, which is kind of how I took it. Um, yeah, no, it's a 4.7 on five. I'm leaving it at that. I, I can't like you listen to it. You heard it. You know, it's fucking great. That's it. That's all. And you, Bonnie? Yeah, uh, so this one features Big Boy, Witch Doctor, and Goody Mob. Um, this one is dope. It just feels like, uh, to me, like a classic Outcast song. Like it definitely like has like that like fun, energetic, good vibes. Like great beat. Like all of it's like so good. Um, like fantastic, like mixing and like scratching. Like you know, I love that. Like it's always cool. Uh, so definitely, like production is like fantastic um and it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on um and it's on. quick it's it's fun um it, they're not about like haters they're not doing any of that like it's just like a fun good song to like listen to if you want to like jam out and like just let it go on and on and on so i get this a 4.5 on 5 yeah, this song's also dope. Like, we're pretty now five tracks in, and it's been consistent dopeness the whole way through it. This is produced by Earth Tone 3, 
which may explain why it's a little outcasty in the field because Earth Tone 3 be Mr. DJ and Outcast as a production company. Mm. So it, it just is outcast on the beats. <laughs> so it makes sense a little bit, <clears throat> which I think is cool because it's upbeat and that beat is just ridiculous. And I was sitting there listening to it and going, man, this was always some of my favorite sounds of music, the, the fast paced beats and the way the hook is done. This is the thing. Like, I don't think people know how important repetition is. That hook's a banger. It's what? And on and on and on and on. And he repeats that. And it's an obnoxious level of repeating it. And then he links it in and the beat goes and it just comes back again. And it's just got this call and repeat feel where you can just picture the entire crowd fucking singing that shit by the end of the first time they hear this song. You know, like it's so perfect for a live environment. This is brilliantly done. That's that's stuck in your head too, which is important. Each of their verses just has their own distinct flair and style. And like Chris said, it's like this mix of fast and complicated rhythms with slower vibes and energies. And overall, it's just painting the ambiance of who they are and what they love. Like I now know what white guts, white wall tires and white paint is because at this point I've learned about car culture enough to know how little I know about them laxing shit. But uh, it really is just kind of them unapologetically being themselves because keep in mind in the last tracks they were kind of saying go be yourself go put yourself forward and this feels like after saying all that they're showing you what their best foot forward even looks like and they're coming with this this intensity and i love timo's line southwest rider deep like a diver rich like prior because that's a cool line because he's rich like you know like famous whatever money but also there's that conscious element of being like a cultural figure like the aspirations set are fucking high plus i think it's our first time hearing from timo on this part of the you know on this uh project Kujo kills it everybody kills it i could go through more bars it doesn't matter they're all kill it and it all paints the picture the way it's supposed to be done that beat holds it down again completely and it's another great example of excellent music that i often think people like when they try to emulate like a lot of stuff they heard in the 2010s maybe missed how important outcast is for so much shit or this whole movement i don't know maybe i was just sleeping on it recently but i forgot how much i love this era um anyway this is another 4.67 it's like really up there like the more i listen to it the more i want to listen to it like i almost want to like i'm already at the point where i want to run it back and play crooked booty again right now because you don't understand how many times i can listen to that but i know we have to keep going on and if we keep going back it's just going to be an emergency all right yeah what do you think about emergency <clears throat> um so going into this track i feel like they're responding to I guess haters and people who think that they're not putting ATL on the map as they say, but also kind of showing you that it can get really dark in Atlanta and like some of the, as much as they may be like slick rappers and stuff like that, they still go through like certain situations. Um, as we find out in big Gibbs verse and verse one, they went to war with the Miami boys over these streets um he was mentioning certain things about like students getting caught with guns and uh you know different types of zones and i kind of got this feeling like yo don't get it twisted like as much as we do this rap and we we are out here doing what we do shit still gets fucked up and some of us may have to be on that side of the fence where you know we kind of have to hold shit down a certain way um and i felt like everybody that that came here onto this track really kind of showcased that in a way that, you know, 
reminds you like yo we we, we really out here um besides that it's just fucking heavy and it's really gets you in that like energetic state and that like alertness to be like okay what's happening when when shit about to pop off always got to have your head on that swivel um which is dope to me like this really got me into like if i had to say like if there was any type of like gangster music on this project this would be it in a sense to me um like just the the vibe of like just kind of just the aggression within this compared to the other tracks so far um yeah i mean it's pretty much that i gave it a 4.5 on five mm, okay <laughs> um <laughs> I, was like, I don't agree with your grade <laughs> like i don't even want to go um i don't like this so song we- <laughs> So this one has Big Kip, Mellow, and Backbone. I don't know any of these guys. Big Gibson, Goody Mob. Um, yeah, and I don't. I just, I just don't know them by their first name, you know. Um, so Big Gip tells us like you know a good story, um, which is kind of like the first time I feel like there's like more of like a story element a little bit to like this song, um, or at least his verse. Um, like I didn't really necessarily find like any of these guys, uh, super like captivating. Like, I just like found that they did their part, but like, I didn't find like, it was like, I don't know. It just wasn't like, I I wasn't attracted to like the sounds of like their voice necessarily so much. Um, the beat was really great, but like, it was also like, not like my like favorite beat on here. Um, like for me, like, I just found like, like not really like much in this song was particularly sticky um in that sense maybe it's because of like you know what chris said like it's like the first like you know gangster song or whatever on this album and so maybe like i'm just not into gangster songs apparently um but this one is not my favorite um although it like i like the beat i just didn't really like the performances that anybody did unfortunately uh so i gave it a 3.8 on 5 I mean, I would say this song's hard. It definitely is hard. Um, I feel like they're just kind of showing that side of them, and they're like, "Yo, don't get it twisted. We we do represent where we come from, and we are tapped into this other side of life, and we do understand some things." But I feel like you know, Big Gibbs verse taps really into a very direct socio-political thing, even down to like referencing specific shit, like Wayne Williams interviews, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? So it's like we are Atlanta. And then um, I feel like the the mellow Capone verse was super interesting, right? Because it's kind of describing a bit about how the, you know, the Atlanta scene has the Montreal problem, has the pick your city problem, you know, like that's basically what I took from that verse uh, where it's a bunch of salty rappers mad at some shit. A lot of people not offering support or whatever. And then even in his situation, he like mentions how he was in a group. It broke up. But at the end of the day, just like you have to be in all other contexts, you're a survivor and you got to push back. And he's like with the Dungeon family pushing now, you know, feels like we are on this side of it. Like you don't get it twisted. It's not just, you know, Andre trying to fuck your girlfriend. <clears throat> um, and then Backbone again comes through with more fucking context and more just kind of giving you a flavor for part of the the reality and i feel like that's what this record this album has done a lot it like takes you to these highs that are describing the what the music can do in your soul and like the the 
the places that you can reach to escape the pain, but then it brings you back down to the pain so that you don't forget what it all is. And it's like this capturing the essence of what it is to try to, I guess, live those highs and lows all the time as you're trying to navigate through difficult circumstances. So for me, it was like such an interesting emotional shift to add more socio-political commentary to the project so that people can get the idea that they do know what the fuck is up and they do actually stand for it and then i love the idea in that little thing in the event of an actual emergency you'd have five seconds i repeat in the event of an actual emergency you'd have five seconds and it makes me think about all those different emergency broadcasts and all these things like yo if somebody was gonna you know do some bad stuff that like the news might imply lately um what warning would you have (laughs) you know at least you can go to the dungeon family i guess i don't know but that just made me think, and it has this dystopian feel that there is this state of emergency, at least in the psyche of people, that requires this album where it's giving you a little bit of a way to get by through it. And I think it's important that they can tap into that energy as well. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I feel like Organized Noise did it again on his beat. It's a different vibe. That co- that chorus is sticky to me, but it reminds me of like that more crunk sound and that shit that like little john and them would end up doing um so i really fuck with it a lot Uh, it's less a song i'd go back to personally compared to some of the other ones but if i was in a bad mood or something or like i needed a certain vibe yo this is it's on this album and it's there for me waiting and that's really impressive so i'm gonna give this a 4.4 it's a pretty good track um let's move into the next one which is a a little shorter than some of the other ones is forever pimping, never slipping. I it's cool. I don't really get it. Like, is this just one of the dudes who like didn't rap the entire time and now like shows up and just kind of does his little verse? Um, I am a little bit curious to why on Spotify it's just the instrumental and then on YouTube there's an actual verse. So that's kind of weird. Like there's no verse on the Spotify version of this song. Which kind of tripped me out. I don't even know if the well, correct version now has a verse. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I went, I went and looked it up after to like, like just to compare and make sure because I saw it said featuring Cool Breeze. So like, I went and looked it up on YouTube and it was also just the instrumental. And I was like, I, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> All the versions of this I found had him on it on YouTube. Oh. Well, yeah, on YouTube, have him. That's where I went to go listen to the song. I'm like, saying Spotify that. doesn't. I don't know why. I never thought about it because I didn't listen to it I don't on know. It really blew my mind because like, I did a couple run-throughs this week of the project. And I was like, oh, they gave the DJ a nice little part to just shine and mm-hmm. do the beat DJ thing. Like, you know, classic. This is dope. Yeah, and, and I've been sitting I there all week being like, yo, <laughs> so don't call me Cool Cutter. Just call me Mr. Bitch. And that's the only thing you're going to call me from now on. Okay, Mr. Bitch. I'm like, which, which is a really fire woo! line. It's, it's a like, really fire line. and y'all are just listening to an instrumental. Yeah, yeah. like I would, I oh would, my gosh. Like, I, I, sub- <laughs> I would like do other shit, whatever, and then just play the album, and then the instrumental comes on, and I'm just jamming, and then I come to review, and I'm like, wait, there's lyrics? Oh fuck. Um, but I still don't know what the song is actually like about besides this guy who is like don't call me cool cutter i'm this i'm not who you think i am i'm this i'm better i'll still fuck you up i'll still rap better than you um it's dope i i guess it's dope there's got to be some relevancy i tried to look up cool cutter if that was a thing if like that was somewhere i could find on the interwebs 
either way, I gave it a 4.1. The beat's dope. Uh, how did you yeah, feel, Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just thought it was an in- instrumental, like, from, like, because I looked it up on YouTube, like I said, wow. and, like, and it was also just an instrument instrumental, and I was like, ah, okay. So I just assumed it was, like, some sort of, like, like Chris said, like, you know, like, this is, like, the, the DJ's moment, and just sort of like because uh, it's only a minute 35 so it's quite short compared to like the rest of the songs so it just felt like like the interlude you know and it's right in the middle of the album so for me that's just what it was it was like okay here's like an instrumental break and it was okay it was good a four on five <laughs> i don't know so you didn't even know there was a song <laughs> and you just heard it though well, I mean, it doesn't really make much of a difference. It was like, okay, this guy put some lyrics on it. I don't know. It's <laughs> like, cool. Wow. I mean, I'm still a little like perplexed, but oh, fair enough. Um, so yeah, this came on, and I was like, this is a cool little intro bit. It's dope. But then the attitude and swagger that he conveys in this track is 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 really powerful. Like, I feel like he just owns it. Like, this was one of my favorite verses on the whole project, and nobody else was vibing to it. Um. It just has a strength in it. I mean, Cool Breeze was a Dungeon Family rapper for that. Like, he was there at that time frame. So this is his spot on the project because he's part of, I guess, that V1 group. Or maybe he's part of Gen 2. I don't really know which Gen he's in. But I thought his verse came proper. I love the Orville Redenbacher because everything going pop bars. I love the way he ends the verse. I love the strength of it. I'm pretty sure it's Andre. I could be wrong on the outro part, but just get off your ass, get on the grind, forever pimping, never slipping. That's how it is. And I started thinking about like society and stuff and how most modern marketing is effectively leveraging pimping tactics in order to get people to like follow your shit. Like if you really follow Gary V in them, it's how to be a pimp on the internet. Um, I know like nobody wants to put it like that, but when you really run through both the front end and the back end of their business models and shit, it's just all over, right? So not a whole world forever pimping. That's what it is. And I think it's in a sense like if you're going to be in an environment of pimps, it's almost like you got to be a pimp. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like you have to think in that way. You have to understand it. And I feel like he just comes through and drops one of the hardest and his delivery is just so pristine and I really enjoyed it a lot. This is a really cool song for me. Um, I gave it a 4.5. I really liked it. I mean, I felt it was also kind of interlude but just like with the verse and the outro chorus thing and it was nice. Um, so, yeah. Let's move on to a song that's not actually six minutes but six minutes Dungeon Family it's on. Oof, that's a whole other vibe. Yo, I highly recommend you find those full videos that are like the whole album is one video where a guy uploaded it off the CD. That's how you make sure you get the good ones. Because <coughs> um, apparently Chris wasn't aware of that skit at the end of this one. Where she want to fuck I don't even gramps. know what this song's about. Well, Besides like six the minutes, obvious Dungeon Family and Sound. <laughs> and they need six minutes to fuck is what I got from this um fair that's that's kind of what i just really got from this this it wasn't really the greatest for me uh this took a dip it's still a four on five like it's still good production is great the flows are nice the bop to it is cool but i just i don't know i was just like is this a play on the fact that like the first song is like you got six minutes to start and now they're kind of explaining what they did within that six minutes or am i off i don't know it sounded cool it was it had a certain type of vibe to it, but it's one of the, the lower 
the lower grades I gave. So four on five. How do you feel, Bonnie? Yeah. Um, I mean, so this one has Big Boy, Witch Doctor, Goody Ma, Backbone, Cool Breeze, and Big Rube. Um, this one has like a nice flow and beat. Um, so far, none of these songs have really been like about something. Like everybody's kind of like put in like their verse, like, you know, something, but like there hasn't really been like an overall story or like topic for each song necessarily. Um, just more like a vibe. Uh, if that makes any sense. So like, like it's sort of like a chance, like this, like this song and this album is just sort of like a chance for everybody to just have fun. And so like, everyone's just like, kind of just chit chatting about whatever. And like, so for this one, I found like they were talking more about like ladies and sex and kind of like the wildlife that they live, but more just about like partying and like that side of things like that's kind of what I took away from it um so for me it was just like a fun song like nothing like wild or whatever so I gave it a 4.25 on 5. I mean the hook is really catchy so I mean you get that stuck in your head six minutes six minutes six minutes then your family you're on and you're like fair and I feel like this is meant to be like a bigger posse cut of the Dungeon family coming through. And instead of being like more intense and hard, like we've gone through some darker subject matter. And now we're back on some airy bubbly, like let's get back and having a fun time with it. And I mean, the verses are cool. And individually, I like enjoy like bars that will pop up here and there and the overall swagger that they all put through. I kind of get where Chris is coming from, where it feels like some of these dudes be saying, yo, in six minutes, I'm going to fuck both your girl and your whatever. And like, you're like, okay, fair enough. But I don't know. I just felt it was more like we're going to show you how in just this little bit of time, we all got this swagger and we're going to capture you with that. And when Dungeon Family's up in here, it's on. We make it lit. And this is how each of us come through and make it lit. And we either have the successes or the, the you know, we're seducing your girl or whatever. I don't know. I really enjoyed listening to it, but arguably it's not my like favorite on this project. It does feature a lot of them. And I don't really have much to say about anything except that Cujo's verse is pretty fucking amazing on its delivery. The dyna- Actually, yeah. Cujo and Timo together back to back. That was a really solid part of this song, but... I found the rest of it kind of meh. So I'm going to give it a four. Even the beat, I mean, I get it. It's nice. The hook, it's all nice. But even like CeeLo, I could barely understand him a little bit. It felt like he was like slurring. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe everyone was just fucking faded and this came out of that. Either way, it's okay to not like everything. The next one had a surprising feature that caught me off guard, but I really enjoyed finding that person there. So let's talk about White Guts. So how do y'all feel about this one? This is a car song. Facts. <laughs> that's that's literally all I said to myself while listening to this. I was like, well, this is a car song. And unfortunately, your boy Chris Chrome is not really like a car person. So I don't particularly care as much. Um, yep. But what I yep. do appreciate about the song is how they're like storytelling and building the imagery of these cars and how they like you can kind of see what they look like in a sense. Um, maybe just because I have a crazy imagination, but whatever. Um, I like that. That was really, really dope. Like when when Gip was like, 
sitting on 400 wides. That's what they love. Instead of swinging from the mirror, that's what they love. I was just like, I could picture them just like sitting on big rims and just having the incense in the mirror. And like, it was also cool to see Bubba Sparks um, only because I know like that one song from him back in that one time of whenever the fuck I heard it. And it's always cool to kind of. Yes, that song. Um, I never followed him after that. Never really paid attention to what Man, he did. It's because so all this shit came before that. <laughs> I mean, that that too. Um, I did like his flow on it, how he kind of just... I felt like he had more of a... I don't want to say generic flow, but like everybody had this bounce to it and pop to it and like kind of cut at certain places and do what they do. And Bubba Sparks kind of came in, just everything flowed properly. Like it just was nice. So like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying to like talk shit. It's just like uh, this is more normal than what I've been getting. I guess I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's I a think cool what Chris car is song. trying to say is the white guy had a less wavy flow. <laughs> he had a lighter so, uh, version of the flow. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it's still dope. Like it's it's still a really good song. I do enjoy it. I like the vibe to it, the bop. But it's a four point two on five. I'm not really a car dude. I agree with you. He did have a wider version yeah. of the flow. Like when you hear <laughs> Bubba Sparks next to Big Boy, you're like, damn, it's like really like on beat in a way that's different. Like really like perfectly lined up. You know, like really cleanly delivered. And st- no disrespect, I like Bubba Sparks. Like. I had the Deliverance album at one point back when I owned CDs and like, come on, Ugly? Psh, Ugly's a banger. I'm sure Chris even knows Ugly, but doesn't know he knows Ugly. Um, but like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was exciting to get Bubba here. Don't get me wrong. I liked it a lot. I think the verse is cool. But now that Chris says it, I can't unhear it. And it's kind of true. And his verse is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm here with the buddies. We're doing our thing. Like, he even said buddies, like how Bonnie would say buddies. You know what I mean? Like uh, I take offense to that. It's just kind of like that's where we're at with it. Um, I really enjoyed Big Boy's flow, though. This the reference to So Fresh and So Clean made me be like, ain't nobody don't miss me. And then, like, he just describes being fresh and clean through the rest of the verse of everything. And then you're right, man. Gibbs verse is ridiculous. Like, you just picture all these little nuanced details and effort he puts into his car to make sure the shotties love him and it works um and then Cujo comes through and it's just hard he's like i know i'm gonna beat the shit out you but i'm still cute and clean and i'm like that's an amazing verse uh i really liked it a lot it really was one of my favorites and then CeeLo's also just like my car dope and i'm like fair enough CeeLo, your car is dope i believe you and then it's like they all like their cadillacs and i'm sitting there going i just want to go on a bouncy car like one day I hope somebody invites me to a place with bouncy cars so I can be in the bouncy car. Like that's just because I want to know what, what this sounds like in the car. Because right now yeah, it's hydraulics. like, bro, I live in Montreal. People ain't got, have you seen the fucking roads out here? It's garbage line. Nobody fucking on bouncing cars in the fucking I've city I've been here. to some car places in Montreal. Yeah. Like, like car meets and, and shit. I know and that people have like. They they're do. bouncy cars, but they're no bouncy. No, 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 no. I haven't seen bouncy cars. I don't think cars, it's like street like legal. Like, I'm pretty like sure that, like, it, because neons, it's like not street legal, but you can hide it pretty easy by just mm-hmm. not turning it on. But, like, mm-hmm. the bouncy car shit, I'm pretty sure is like you get your lose your car type shit in Montreal. I might be wrong, but, like, 
They just don't allow certain things. I'm certain people have it, but not one human has invited me to a bouncy car since I've put this into the universe. So I'm just going to keep saying it till I'm in a car bouncing. Um, I like this song a fair bit. Both ways. Uh, the chorus hits off time. The outro hits like this off time. Even though like fire breathing meaning shit, it all feels like there's like no adherence to off time. I think it's that's what it is. It's the way Big Boy's able to handle not being on time followed by Bubba Sparks being so snug in the pocket. <laughs> um, anyway, this sounds a 4.5. I like it a lot. It is not my go-to, but like when you're this deep in the album, it's really cool. It's a fresh topic, all things considered. And would it really be a project from the South without a love song to Cars? Like, would it be? Like, they all have the love song to Cars. And as a guy who's not into car culture, I go through this every single time. I don't even like cars up here. I couldn't give a shit. I'm a cycle motherfucker. I'm the one y'all complain about. Anyway, I'm going to keep on rolling with my pedals. All right, what do you think about this one? So this one has um, Andre 3000, CeeLo, and the Society of Soul. Um, I like this one. It definitely has like a an old school vibe, like kind of like 60s-ish a little bit um, with like the shoe bop shoe bop which i really enjoy um i do also like 60s music so this is like you know an extra like throwback to that so like that's super fun um i like the way that they kind of like sing like over each other but like i think it's more supposed to be like harmony harmony harmonizing uh (laughs) harmonizing um and like that kind of vibe so i thought it was like really like like a special kind of a song like it definitely like feels like you know a little bit more unique than some of the other songs um so yeah i really liked this one i thought it was really cool it was like kind of like slow and mellow like maybe like this is like kind of like the stoner song a little bit um but like it's just like fun and chill uh i gave it a 4.3 on five i thought it was pretty cool so first off the ooh we do do shubop shubop I wasn't expecting that to come do, up. Do, 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 do. That was really, really cool in my opinion. I like how that just kind of brings you into a different type of vibe. Still along the same lines of the energy we're getting, but just more calmer, more kind of softer, easier to kind of digest, I guess. Um, I like how the chorus is explaining, like, are you rolling down the same street that we're doing? Are we on the same type of wavelength? Are we still kind of doing the same things? kind of like that idea of like ride with people who ride with you who are invested in the same type of things as well um but i like how there's this idea of like death and nobody wants to die but we all want to go to heaven and like this kind of complexity between like trying to live in the moment and like really enjoying what you have here now and then kind of taking that later on is kind of how i took this a little bit Mm -hmm. um the rest of it like the 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 second verse was really cool to listen to i don't think i fully kind of understand it properly but like the way he flows through and it's kind of like line by line and it's more like spoken word in a sense with that dark with dark the deeper tone of voice and just more softer that was really really cool um i like how at the end they kind of like until you truly ready to say fuck your fear you're not alive and kind of driving you to like be more than what you are go beyond and like really like kind of break out of this weird shell and stop being afraid of like taking risks or opportunities or just stop being afraid period right Mm -hmm. um so i thought this had like a little bit of inspiration to it kind of like 
with the realities of what life is as well as like the finality of death and just kind of showing you like yo don't waste your time with drama with like fearing shit like really enjoy your time here really enjoy the life that you have and you know move forward and and do great things it's kind of what i took from this um a little bit slower though a little bit softer like like i mentioned so 4.2 on five this is a cool song um i feel like we have to just point out before anything else that andre 3000's little fucking four lines the highest high low is low blah 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 that like stole not just this song but like the last time that's since not andre, him that's not his. that's not him that's not i mean andre? it's him but those it's not his lyrics He's quoting a Rastafarian guy. It's his delivery. It's the way he sings it. It's the way his performance there. He just showed up and he just stole shit. I was like, everything else on the song felt a little less nice. Not to say it's bad, actually. This sounds really, really cool. But it's so incredible the level of charisma he can put into his delivery is, I guess, what I'm trying to convey. And the concept is pretty deep, too. I feel like even with, like, a lot of people, I think this song is trying to deal with self-awareness. And in a lot of senses, this album has tried to push forward up until this point, this idea of following the light within yourself to get through the harsh environments and realities around you, acknowledging what's there, but trying to offer you some level of path forward. And just the idea, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die, just goes to show, like, even our goals are kind of trash. If your goal is to go to heaven, but you don't want to die... There's a real juxtaposition in terms of what you're doing with your life. And that's even a commentary maybe on the way Christianity has influenced so much and so many people alter their habits and behaviors in order to kind of fit this middle class normative, especially where we're at in Quebec. There's a huge Judeo-Christian fucking influence on our legal system and our cultural attitudes and the fake puritism and all of this shit that you see all over, right? So a lot of people do adhere to certain codes and things that kind of are weird because when you think about it, they're not real. And it's like, I I say that because immediately after that, it's like nobody wants to do the don'ts. Now, what are the don'ts? The don'ts are the things that are supposed to be wrong as prescribed by what? So there's like that, it's like alluding to the religious control, but it's bigger than that. It's just the fact that there are all these lines and subscribed paths in society that one's supposed to follow. And Andre 3000 in general is empirically qualified as top tier weirdo level. And I mean that with all respect. He can do what the <laughs> fuck he wants in life forever. And nobody's as yeah. happy as that guy. Nobody understands. Like, I wish I could be more like him. And there's not a lot of people I feel that deeply about, like in terms of the way he is as a human being. Um, but this, nobody, wa- uh, nobody wants to color aside the lines and nobody wants to try. And I, I feel that in my soul as I like traverse through this world and I really do try to, I don't really follow the lines that well. I'm really starting to step into that shit. And it's like, you realize how outside of things you are sometimes and you want other people to just feel that freedom. And it's hard to convey to people that there is this freedom that regardless of your circumstances, you can unlock within yourself. And I feel like that verse that you described right like it's it's pointing out some of the hard shit in the world but then it's like uh and i don't agree with genius but hold your goals as in like keep sight of what you're looking for never lose sight of those i suppose we can all float away as it goes but 
as we're all living through life, you kind of have to remember what you're trying to accomplish. And if you listen to a lot of stuff in the self-help universe and what people are trying to figure out, everyone knows a lot of things about what they may need in an immediacy, but most of our wants are derived off of scripts. Most people could not tell you what they really want in a moment. If you were to like sit somebody down for five minutes and say, you have five minutes to tell me exactly what you want and you can have it, you'd be surprised at how many people walk out with literally nothing because they could not find something that they really want in that five minute period that they really want because they're so used to shit. Like if there was some caveat, like if you pick some fake shit, you can't have it, you know, like people would not do well. So I feel like it's meant to be this inspirational shit. And then uh, I think it's CeeLo in the last verse that like um, is basically, like you said, fuck your fears. You have to kind of get over that, ride the roller coaster of doubt and uncertainty. It's basically all the shit the entrepreneur people are saying when you quit your job and go ride the wave, so to speak, <laughs> you know, and it's a lot of that, but it feels more like on a spiritual level to shed away the rules and things that have kind of kept us as people following this path. And, and like Dungeon Family impresses me so much with music because there's so little that is like them even to this day, right? Like they're just this, this unique hodgepodge of amazing sounds and no, like, I don't know. I just, I aspire to be something that distinct in this world where everyone kind of is trying to do some algorithmic shit at the end of the day. So this song really hit me in a really deep way and it's beautiful. And I love the way that they brought in the R&B elements and just the way it all kind of like fucking the soulfulness of it all. And it's like a yeah. 4.75, like, cause think about it. We were just on some like car shit, a little bit of whatever. And then we just top it in from the vapid materialism into the spiritual sensationalism, you know, like it's kind of like interesting how they're tackling all these different elements of being people on this album. Um, anyway, there's still a few more to go. And the next one is called they coming. Hey, Chris, how do you feel about they coming? Yo, this is anthemic um this literally is like kind of like a warning in a sense that like you got to be prepared you have to be prepared for what could end up happening and they're out to get you this is kind of how i took it um i also kind of felt like it's a little bit of a commentary on how fucked up the world is which i kind of also looked and like applied it today how it's like there's always someone out to get you it could be again it could be with the government it could be just with other things that are happening but it really does kind of get this sense of like we're in a war zone we're in we're in dangerous times like you got to be prepared for whatever actually happens um I, it's dope it's dope i'm a little bit like kind of going downhill though with with some of the songs though because i feel like they're just long and it's like a, a lot of it at times but it's it's really cool. I, I again I get more sucked into like the overall sound of the track and just like the energy towards it. Sometimes with some of the lyrics, I'm like, mm, doesn't really um, doesn't really get to me much. But yeah, that's just kind of how I felt about this one. Uh, I gave this a four point two. How did you feel, Bunny? Yeah. Um. So this one has Timo and Kujo. Um. And basically, like, you know, I, I'm saying pretty much the same thing that Chris said, um, like, ready or not, they're coming for you. And like, I'm not really sure, like, if it's like the bad people or like the good people that are coming to defend against them. But like, either way, like, no matter what, people will come for you, like, in the end, like, 
you know, there will always be like somebody who has something to that, that wants something from you, I think a little bit. Um, and like wants to benefit from you, I think. Um, so it's interesting. It's a, it is like an interesting topic, um, you know, uh, and it is like something that I think everybody can relate to. Um, I do really like the harmonica that's like mixed into it. Um, I think that's like a kind of a, a lesser used instrument and I think it's cool. Um, and it's very much like Andre 3000, I feel like of him to like include that. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a good one. It's not like the best song on the album, but it still like is a pretty cool song. So I give it a 4.215. I like this beat a lot. It's, it's one of my mm -hmm. favorite ones. I'm a little bit of a sucker for that kind of overall boom, like rock. It feels like a rock hip hop song, like almost more like new metal-esque in its feel. And I really enjoy that. But then the bars come in in the same way in the vocal delivery as they bid on the rest of this album. But they still fit the tone. And I just think it's such a left field and interesting vibe shift this late in the album. And I think the topic is super interesting. And it's in a sense like stay strapped because you don't know who's coming for you and when. And you're going to get your money and you're going to go through this whole journey, right? <clears throat> However it is, you're going to follow the light. And then all of a sudden, you're going to have these people coming. And I feel like the first verse is more looking at the world around you. And then the second verse is really uh, pointing out the corruption in the system. And the way that even at like a systemic level, there's so much bullshit going on. All these different agencies watching over people and really fucking around and interfering. Um, and it's, you know, well, they were right that stuff was all true <laughs> you know yeah there was a lot of stuff people said back then that they were very right about um and i love the line you don't own nothing i don't even think they knew that the subscription model era would come and how little we own in this era you know did y'all even know that like at least in quebec when you buy the land for a house the government can at any time just take that house from you if there's some clause that allows them for doing it so you only own your house Not just in quebec it's everywhere yeah fair so it's like you only own your house um as long as people say you can own your land which is just a wild thought because people fight so hard for the concept of ownership of a theoretical property yep. that literally y'all may not know it but quebec passed a law that basically let said they can seize both indigenous territory and farmland from independent like if, people if the government needs the land they will take it and, it doesn't and matter quebec just ratified that into a law because the current government has a majority and now they'll just steal your land so congrats nice job buying that house <laughs> you know like it's like cool it's yours and yeah but that's the same thing for when you buy a house you take out a mortgage and essentially that mortgage is the bank owning your home no but so even if you but it's just take okay your so house you, away. but even if you pay that off in full so you pay it off in full you still don't own it you're basically yes. leasing it and you own a lease and that lease's terms can be changed and y'all might not like Okay, whatever. I understand wealth and how the, the equity game works. And I'm not even saying that buying a house isn't like a good investment. It's just that at a technical level, you don't own it. Like I might own the possessions in my room, but that's only because they're in my room. Y'all could take them from me and then I don't own them no more. <laughs> right? Like it's just kind of like also to like that sense, like you don't own anything really ever forever because you die. 
Facts. And so the things that you own today, you may not own them tomorrow because you'll be dead and somebody else will own them. So I just and it just goes on and on and on. So I just think it's so interesting because like the next line is you bought from them. We might as well just say leasing, which is fair. I lease a lot of things in my possession at this time because, again, you know, you just got to think about the certain political situation in Eastern Europe at the moment or uh, where you can just reconsider what possessions even mean. You don't you leave and then you don't own nothing left. Right. Um, that's just what it is. Ain't no reason when then why the preacher and his false teachings keep hot coals over your heads. And it's like I think about the societal push to do so much dumb shit with money in order to play this weird charade we all play into based on this overarching system that doesn't really want you to win. Um, I don't know. It's a really cool song. And at the end of the day, it's like kind of pointing out the skepticism required to have that true rebellious spirit over this banging hook. Um, it's really good. They really do understand hooks well. I think mean, it's a 4.75. It's a really strong song. And then it flows into track 12 on this Excalibur. All right, what do y'all think about Excalibur? Um, well, this one uh, features Goody Mob and Big Rube. Um, all these guys are basically like a family and they will kind of like have each other's backs and support each other. Um, and it feels like they are reflecting and being thankful um, for still being here, for surviving everything that they've gone through uh, together individually as a community and like all the different aspects. Um, like it definitely sounds like a very powerful coming together type song. Like, so it's, you know, it is like a very like empowering kind of a song um and how they they are stronger together and like they are like you know like their unity is bringing people together you know literally and at the same time it's showing like you know people from people can work together it doesn't have to be like oh you're stuck here you have to only work with these people and you can't work with anybody else so it is kind of like empowering in, in like that sense um and I really like the instrumentation, like, you know, and throughout this album as well, not just on this song, like there is like, you know, a lot of like cool instruments that are like used. Um, and there's quite a lot of horns mixed in. Um, I think there might be like a trumpet or something on this one. Um, and it's really cool. And it kind of gives it like that real old school jazzy kind of vibe to it, which is pretty unique. Um, and like this one, I just felt like would be like really like cool to see like performed live. Like I think that it would be like a really like like I think think it would like motivate the entire crowd. You know, like it would just be like a really cool feeling. Uh, so yeah, I gave this one a four point six on five. I think it's really great. It has really good energy, positive, fierce vibes. It has great production and it has a really good strength to it. So I like how the follow-up to They Coming is this, like, battle theme song. And, like, I just picture, like, the Dungeon family in the middle of this open plane fighting and just, like, protecting what they believe in and just mm -hmm. protecting their country and shit. And that's, like, the whole song to me. Just the 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 vo the female vocals in the background with the chanting and and the power in the voice, just the 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 way that they like spit the bars and they're so like 
cutting and blade intricate, which was really dope to me. I, like I couldn't get that picture out of my head. And it's like cool to see how they're continuing, I guess, whatever, maybe I'm seeing this, but it's like, they're continuing this energy of like, like this battle, this, this consistent, like fight that we're all in, in a sense, then we're trying to just keep going forward and pushing through these limits. Um, what's really also impressive is like the, the bar level to this song, I felt like just sounded more intricate, not like that they're not intricate in any other tracks. It's just, this one sounded more like it was really about like layering certain bars in a way that like you really have to kind of focus to what they're saying. And then you go into like the anthem part within the chorus and the hooks. So that was really cool. Um, yeah. Like it's just, it's really outstanding how they just keep getting better and better throughout, throughout like the different tracks. So I left this with a 4.6. I think it's interesting to take the idea of becoming more Excalibur, right? Because, like, what is Excalibur? It's the sword from the Arthur tales where, I mean, you got to be the right person to pull the sword out the rock, right? So mm-hmm. you not not anybody can, wield, can be Excalibur. Like, this requires being a certain type of way, a certain level of being that is different than the average person, right? So I feel like they're trying to exemplify and as they've done throughout their careers and the energy they put out. And it almost feels like, in a sense, it's a protest to the corruption of the world. And they go into the corruption again on this song. But in spite of all that, to find the positivity and to find triumph through it within that. And like, it just just feels it here. Like that chorus just slams. Anybody in the room can, can just sing to it. And... I think it's meant to be a song that pulls people together and unites. It's it's big. It's large. Like you almost it feels very climactic or like yeah. like a climax and like you know a story. Like it's very like this feels like the end of the album like, proper, and the other two are like bonus tracks. You know that's what it like mm-hmm. really feels like to me. Like denouement. Like you cannot like you said picture the live show, but now it's like you also need the full band, or it's not going to sound like you want it to sound right. This can't. Yeah. It wouldn't work with just some DJs. This is a big-ass fucking production. This has a lot that went into it. Um, and it's just so beautiful. And again, just the way they can mix talking about serious themes and add in this joyful triumph to it where you're able to overcome the fear and the anxieties of the immediate circumstances to become Excalibur in a world where you need it. In a sense, this album is like a fucking self-help book you know for the people out there that are going through their shit and now we're at Mm -hmm. this moment of like triumph where after you've kind of accepted what's going on in the world and you've accepted who you are and your place in it you're able to follow that light and win and it will be hard but there is a reason to keep fighting and it's just so big and this is like that anthem for when you're having a shitty day and you need to remember that you with the dungeon family riding towards greatness and shit I really think it's really cool. Um, I gave it a 4.5. Like, it's so big that it's almost hard to listen to on all the times. But in a project sense, like, when you get to this part, it emotionally just carries you to a point of almost tears because you've gone through so much already. Like, I don't think we've even touched on how many emotions this album evokes. So the curation of these ups and downs has it hits you with this moment where you're so lost in this giant pledge this giant like chorus it's really beautifully done like this is a master class on fucking good album work to me um anyway one yeah go ahead i did want to say something though um 
and I forgot to touch on this before, but when the intro with Big Rube and he's like, ask not what the family can do for you, ask only what you Ooh, can do for the family. Hot words. That's some like really hot words. It's like, yo, you want to be a part of this. What can you offer to us? And we will do the rest given our establishment, our credibility and everything <laughs> we can provide. You don't have to ask us what we can do. We display what we can do for you. You have to kind of prove to us what you can do for us to be a part mm. of the family. That's like that teamwork shit. That's some like real hardcore like. Well, it definitely yo, argues squad, with squad. What I find interesting about that is it goes back another way to bring it to like a conversation you may have in your life is I know my worth. <sighs> Bro, your worth is what you're offered. That's all your worth is. That's what you can convince people to give you. That's your worth. So sometimes people feel they deserve more. And if the life was a meritocracy of fairness, you would be worth more. But the only way to, you know, prove to people you have value in any way is to show them what you can do for them, not the other way around. Because if you're talking to them, chances are you already know. This is a good point, Chris. Um, yeah, let's move on to what is what is rap is rap. All right, Chris, what do you think about this song? I like how rap is just everything. Like the yeah. fact that rap is a deadly MC. Rap is for making some G's. Rap done well went well overseas. Rap gonna pay off my court fees. Rap is slang from the street corners of your brain. Go down. Rap will keep a honey on your lap. It's like rap is just the essential essence of everything of life the rawness the the realities of what's going on the true expressions the true with rhythm and poetry and i think that this is a really really good job at expressing that and even after like going through this project and hearing all the variation of flows and the sounds and the different samples and this time the next thing and especially the funk it's like are we going to say this is not rap or is this just a different type of rap, which is also what I'm getting at from two, where it's like you, we've given you such a full project and now we're questioning what rap is because it literally could just be anything that has some sort of flow in a sense, um, which I thought was really, really, really cool. Uh, Big Rube to me kind of got a little bit more like personal about it, kind of like explaining more of, just the situations of where he's kind of from and where he kind of got into rap with and just explaining like this is what we do to kind of like as a little bit of an outlet so i did appreciate that but this is actually a really really good song for like people who question rap essentially like if you're coming into rap and you want to like figure it out this would be like a good song to listen to to kind of get like a start to be like yo what is rap where are we coming from and then you kind of get this sense of like oh, it's really just what I make it to be. Or at least that's what I'm taking from this. Fair. Uh, so I gave this a 4.5 on 5. And what did you give? Yeah. Um, so this is featuring Witch Doctor and Big Rube. Um, so, you know, like Chris said, uh, rap is many things. Um, and just kind of talking about like the benefits that come from rap and like how it grows and how it has spread into the world and about the the power of rap and how it can, you know, keep a girl and get you money and, you know, and still be like poetry that you're sharing with the universe and like how it creates like this, like legacy that's going to live on forever. And, you know, like, just like, there's so many, uh, 
you know, things that are rap and there, there is no clear definition of what rap is. And so it is really like unique in like that sense that it is like all these things and it can do so much for, you know, anybody and everybody. Um, while at the same time, it's still kind of like cool sounding and kind of spacey a little bit like the it just kind of sounds like spacey a little bit. Um, so I gave it a 4.1 on five. I thought it was like a, a unique song, not necessarily something I would go back to, but I think it absolutely serves a purpose. Um, and it gives like the listeners and other rappers, um, you know, something to think about when they think about rap, that it's more than whatever you think it could be. It's everything. I I think um, in verse one, which Dr. breaks down in a sense what y'all are saying, like rap is kind of everything at this point. It's like a pure thing. It's like a picture. It's ladies and queens. It's hoes on the corner. But I do feel like, you know, it's everything. And positive, negative, mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Then when you go into the second verse, I feel like the tone shifts though, right? Um, so it was a context setter of like where the state of hip hop is at. Like low-key, this song kind of feels like what old men talk about golden era hip hop, except I kind of get where they're coming from on this album. So it kind of makes sense and I'm actually into it for the sake of it. But it's a little bit of that energy, but it's not like to question other people's sounds it's really more about image and what you represent in your authenticity right so after you get this context of what rap has become in a sense from witch doctor big rube it's like it's the heart of the soul it's the people uh these dirty red walls and toes it's the story of the day we lost all control and then you jump ahead a bit he's like let me school these motherfuckers on what rap been through whatever happened to wave them side to side throw them in the air let me see your hands now we smoke and ride people gangstified now they all want to show us straps ice and brands so it's like you see this like transition right like mm -hmm. so hip-hop used to be like the party music and it used to be almost a unifying force and then it got changed somewhere along the way because of what people have done and treated it and basically i think it's a commentary on how we treat the music is going to manifest on how it plays out and the impact that it has overall. And in their mind, a lot of people be completely full of shit and rapping the videos. And let's be fucking real. This is just anybody criticizing a dude popping on Instagram in a sense. And with, but more like, it's kind of like when Talib Kweli rants at people, except that I really <laughs> fucks with what they're doing here. And Talib Kweli is often very ridiculous when he rants at people. Like he's, he's gotten into Twitter argument or Instagram comment arguments with like seven people I know personally. That's too many people that I know for Talib Kweli to be <laughs> arguing with on Instagram. I digress. But this fits into the bigger context of the album. I don't want to write this off because what they've done is given you this blueprint of what, again, I think conscious hip hop can be. It's this uplifting, honest look at the human condition through gorgeous music, etc., etc. So they just went ahead and done did the thing and made it lit, right? And then coming through with their perspective of what they want it to be. And they wish it wasn't that. Like to them, that ain't rap because they have this substance and this, this is what makes them special. It's what makes their music lasting. And it's like yeah. saying, this is how you can be like it. Don't get fooled. And then Athens considered it was good advice. The don't get fooled by the gimmicky people turned out to be really good advice. Unless your goal was to get rich and get out. And went, how much go do the gimmicky shit? And I just think... Uh, the way it just kind of ends with the long-ass instrumental outro, building out musical ambiance to almost let it resonate, that almost this is part of it too. 
right? This is like part of the vibe of it. The production matters. Everything matters. It's not just do some quick shit and get out. And let's be real, like music's always been full of gimmicks. That's not new. It's always been like that. Go look at the 60s and they was all just writing cover songs of pop hits to go fucking viral. Like that was the music industry back in everybody's glory era. Um, sometimes, man, when you dig in the, the crates of history, you're like, shit was way worse back in the day for all the fucking shit people are talking about Spotify. Like, bro, it's the best it's ever been for an indie artist. Um, I digress. Um, that's all I got to really say about this one. The song's a 4.75. It's really strong. I still feel like it's like a bonus track kind of, but then again, if Excalibur's the battle cry and the battle's over, you're left with what to do next to rebuild in a sense. And that moves us into the last thing. And I give they give us a testament of what are you supposed to do once you've won the battle? Invest in the fucking youth. And that's why the last track is Curtains, the Dungeon Family Second Generation. What do y'all think of this one? This was long. Um, <laughs> uh, truthfully, by this point, I was like, I'm kind of tired. <clears throat> I'm kind of at the end of this. Um but I do respect it a lot within that like team growth put on for your people type vibe and that energy flex. It's like, this is what you're supposed to do. You're starting off the second generation of the dungeon family with some of the rappers that you guys think are the dopest. You're giving them their moment to shine. You're giving them their moment to prove why they deserve to be there. And that's kind of what you're supposed to do with life. You're supposed to give back to the younger generation once you've established whatever it is you've established or whatever it is you've done. Um, and I think that in essence with like everything with the project and the whole album is like, once you've gone through the wisdom and the knowledge and the experiences and kind of gathered a bunch of the stuff, you're now supposed to pass this on to the next one. And to be fair, the skill set of these guys matches absolutely fucking matches there's like one of the rappers who's like going really quick at one point and i was like this is fucking dope like you guys are right up to par with what uh the previous legends before you um i like how they also have their own different styles their own different type of flares but it just it just was really long as like a last track like it was just a little bit too much i guess for me but i think it's dope and it's it's it, it really does suit like the the messaging of the project so i left it with a 4.2 on five yeah um this one definitely so this one is called curtains but df second generation um and it features cham chamdon slim calhoun calhoun killer mike concrete and lil will um so like kind of like what chris said it does feel like a little bit long at this point it is 440 um in terms of length um not that that's like particularly long but like at this point it just you know it's the last song so it's just kind of like all right let's get it done um but there is it is quite the song like there's a lot going on um it's very rapidy rap it show it is showcasing like what like the next generation can do um yeah that's it i don't really know what else to say about this one it was all right it was good you know like, four on five I, I mean here's what i was first thinking of i know one of these guys <laughs> yeah i know killer mike so i was like oh is that killer mike cool and it's cool that he's at like the, the he's on the first but track then, like the introduction and he's at the closing track so it's cool that there's like that continuity 
I have the same problem with all these posse cuts that try to do the same thing. Look, I understand what they're doing here. This is the next generation. These are the guys they're trying to hand the torch off to. So it's like a way to introduce them and give them their shine and their space. But like, none of their verses were that special to me. It was long because it wasn't like it was the same. It felt like we had seasoned vets giving us like wisdom and perspective and it shifted into hungry guys just out to prove who they are. And I'm not certain that was what I was expecting at the end. And it's cool and I respect it and I just, my brain wasn't there. <laughs> you know, it was hard for me to get into yeah. this track. And the chorus happens so many times that like you, you know it, but I don't really like it that much. I feel like it's a little like everything about this song felt like a tear a little bit down in a noticeable way. Like they just let them do their thing and this was the best they came up with or something. And I don't mean it disrespectfully because it's like I don't want to be mean to all these guys, but it's just like, yeah, no, there's very little in here that would make me want to listen to this again. Like, I was thinking, like, Abrakazam, Abrakazoo, Out of the Blue, Gobble the Crew. Like, I don't know. I like the flow, but, you know, like, the bars are, like, fine. There's not a lot there for me to go back to and, and sink my teeth into because, like, I was just being fed a bunch of soul food in a sense. And I don't know. It's not that I, there's anything wrong with this kind of braggadocio or whatever. It's just... I just didn't really feel it. And maybe if I'd heard this song outside the context of this album, I would have liked it more. I think my favorite verse was the Spanish verse. That was the coolest one. Um, but I gave it like a four because it's well done. And I, I, like, I like it, but I don't really remember anything sticking with me. And it didn't make me feel like I want to go investigate most of these guys again. Um, so it's all right. Um, Anyway, that's all I got to say about that one, which brings us to the end of the album. So you can tell us, Chris, what you think about the album as a whole. I think it's fire. Um, I do enjoy this project uh, a lot, actually. Uh, I think my only thing with it is, like, I have to be in a certain vibe to kind of want to go back to this because um, I feel like a lot of the songs you have to – put on repeat to get like a better understanding of all of it um even with like reading the lyrics at times i'm still like kind of catching myself like not catching everything or just like the certain tones or the certain ways they're trying to present some of these words because i also feel like they're very talented with how they use their voices and how they try to express certain things um so a little bit hard to digest if you're not into like a lot of the quicker flows and the funky sound but besides that there's nothing on here that you can't, but like there's every genre here to me, like maybe, maybe not every genre, but there's a lot of different genres here and a lot of different sounds that you can vibe to and you can find a feel to. So I think it was dope. I think it was awesome. I gave it a 4.3 on five. Yeah. Um, for me, like I find like the, like it is a unique album and I do like really appreciate um, that all of these rappers came together to make this album and to, you know, make a community of, within rap. And I think that that's really cool. Um, but like for me, like this album, it's like I found that it starts off quite strong and then I find like it slows down early on and doesn't really pick back up, like which is unfortunate because there's so much talent here. Um, like, you know, 
I just wish like there had been more like you know there should have been I don't know in my opinion there should have like whatever but like there should have been um not like hits but like something that's like just like so like unique and like there's just like too there's too much goodness on this album to like not be great you know so um but it is a fun album I'm really glad it it exists but I do feel like there's probably only like one or two songs that I would like go back to or that I would listen to regularly but as an album it does it is really unique and cool and I think that you know anybody and everybody can listen to it and kind of get something from it um like you don't have to like if you've never listened to rap before like ever 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 like and you put this on like I think it would be uh an an overall encompassing album for hip-hop if yeah, if that makes sense to you. <laughs> so I give it a 4.25 on 5, so 85%. I mean, I think they did a really good job of giving people, like I said before in the review, like a, a self-help book of sorts of how to navigate through the darkness via their music. And it just, to me, is a very conscious album. Like, this is what a lot of conscious hip-hop artists, I think, try to be. And they did it without being a shithead. And it's really well presented information, um, you know, even just dancing to build up endorphins and shit. Like, there's so much that's going on here between the collective. The production is stellar. It really captures the sound, I believe, I would associate with the Dungeon Families era. Um, and I don't know that it really needs that many hits. It has its couple of hits, but, like, it's a consistently diverse and alive project, I think, it covers a wide array of topics while representing Atlanta to the core. And it does everything you're supposed to do to be quintessentially classic. And it's actually really surprising to me how few people ever bring up this album. Because arguably, mm-hmm. it checks a lot of the boxes that people claim don't exist. And it came out in 01 or something. Like, again, I don't know yeah. why people don't talk about Outkast anymore. Like, it's kind of... Like maybe I'm just like 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 I'm wildin', but every time I've gone back to Outcast albums, like any review we've done, any time I've ever dug into it, like I bought their greatest hits album at one point. Um all this it was just the best. And like to Chris's point, you gotta listen to it a lot. You can't just listen to this one two time and think it's gonna like connect because they're delivering their music in such a way where you can't even focus on what they're saying because the instruments that are their voices are so complex that it just it gives you too much. It's, it's overwhelming. You have to listen to it a bunch of times before it really clicks in what they're saying, I find. And in a sense, I think that's what people talk about, about the vapidness of music now, because in a lot of ways, it's like people almost expect it to be the snapshot of like instant gratification. And if you're not, that is weird. Um, but that's okay. Dungeon wanna... family don't drown the lines. And they're a huge inspiration to me and the things I would like to do with my life because pff, fuck you if you don't understand me. What did you want to say? I did want to mention something actually that I don't know why I waited till the end to say it, but um, they don't swear or certain words are like bleeped out in on the Spotify version, which yeah. I don't know if that was like intentional or if that's just because of whatever. Clearly not intentional since the YouTube version has the words. Um, but what I thought was cool was that I'm used to that because of the UK guys. 
And that was just a weird connection I made because like in the UK rap, they like blatantly cut some of the words out because p- either the artists are like dropping certain names of ops or whatever, whatever. But the like when I first started hearing it and they were cutting out the swear words, I like to me it just kind of felt super smooth because I was like, I'm used to that. And I and I don't know, maybe I'm thinking it now, but I don't know if that's like something that they may have started or whatnot, or just something I'm putting together. But that was just my last Chris Chrome thought of the interview. Bro, everybody had edited <laughs> albums back then and shit. It literally says clean version of the album available because if you want DJs to play your shit, you need fucking edited versions yeah. of your cuts. It's actually just people nowadays that have no idea how the music industry works that get kind of surprised by it. But like, I used to get like back like when I started rapping, I used to get my dude to send me censored versions of all the songs and then I never did anything with them. So we stopped doing that. But yeah, that used to be like standard practice based on fucking all the radio rules. If you want your song played, there can't be cussing in it. And BBC and shit, you know? Oh, Wendell's gonna answer the question of why Outcast isn't talked about. Either way, Outcast inspired me for years, yo. They're fucking heavy, cool to me. Um, yeah, but yeah, they definitely probably did not invent the edited album. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna go like that. But uh, as far as why that version got uploaded, um, so I clicked, and the answer to your question is I don't fucking know. It's probably just somebody uploaded it and they had the edited copy because it doesn't actually seem to have like the published pie and all the things that would normally go with an official upload. So. It's possible that somebody just uploaded it to Spotify is what I'm saying. Just willy nilly and nobody did anything about it. And they were just like, hey, cool. The album's here now. And nobody's just said anything. And somebody's just collecting back off of it. Anyway, I'm not saying that's what happened. But this is the world we're in now with digital publishing. Um, So that's why I'm saying. Maybe it's smarter to like in the future for classic albums, just check what's on YouTube and shit. Cause that's where people be uploading the rips. Like I met a guy at a show that's hunting for mm-hmm. mixtapes from Quebec that he's uploading to YouTube direct, like completely ripped. I digress. I think that's the end of this episode. Thank y'all for coming through with us and being a part of this little journey as we talk about new albums or old albums and all the albums in this case, the dungeon family album. We appreciate everyone that's here with us on the live. We appreciate all of you that are going to watch it in the future. If you have particular desires of us talking about a particular album, you can hit up patreon.com slash behind that suit. If you're watching this on YouTube or wherever else and you want to come over to the, the Twitch to watch it live, Sundays, 12 p.m. EST, mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash behind that suit. Um, on that note, we appreciate everybody here and live long and prosper, everyone. Peace, guys. Bye.